this soju might have been a mistake. Because it's good. It's really good, and it's going and you're down. too much. It's going down very easily, so. <laughs> yeah. Let's just see how this turns out. Welcome to another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. We're back after about a month off, so you're welcome, America. Uh, I'm Pajiba Comedy Editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajiba Managing Editor Tori Preston. Hi, Dan. Welcome to season Hi, five. Well, why are we on season five? Um, because there were four seasons before this one. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, and four seasons. Yeah, um, shifting allegiances, uh, various villains popping up. I'm pretty sure this makes it my turn, but we'll see how bad I get. We might be in one of those periods where, like, mid to late stage of a of a series where uh, no one's really the villain anymore because everyone's been softened. Oh yeah, we've all had our kind of like mini redemption arcs. Maybe we need yeah. an outside force. Maybe it's producer Seth. This this season Could I like be. it war against Seth Producer Seth always uh, always uh, a threat to, to be a full villain um, but uh, also <laughs> here like, uh, Thanos was saying he doesn't come in until the very end right <laughs> so like look out for the uh, the fourth season finale <laughs> also here uh, you've heard his voice Holy McHole himself <laughs> Dustin Rolls hello Tori hello Dustin <laughs> Uh, I believe his name is Stupid Fucking Wi-Fi now. Well, I liked his earlier name, so I know that's that was better. Did you watch any good sh- good holes this past month, Dustin? I don't think so. But why aren't we talking about seltzer water? We have a month of seltzer water to catch up on. Oh, that's right. We didn't do our real intro. Okay, so uh, right. welcome to Talking Water, uh, Pajiba's Water Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Tori Sparkles Preston, and uh, oh, God. <laughs> uh, we got what now? Fifty-seven whole minutes to talk about water. We might get distracted by television, but just remember, mm-hmm. this is not a television podcast. Right. Um. I spent the last uh, three and a half weeks in a in a undisclosed location where they served a lot of bubbly, like the brand bubbly. Oh, uh, I believe that's Michael Bublé. Bublé. Caffeinated or not caffeinated? Uh, I believe it was non-caffeinated, although okay. there was a person there who was threatening to give everyone ca- the caffeinated version. It uh, doesn't taste very good, but it is, you know, it's a good caffeine. Yeah. Who was that person, Dan? Would we recognize uh, was, them from anything? No, you wouldn't. It was uh, it was someone who who is uh, not in the public eye. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, there was, and so I, I came to. I don't know if "love it" is the right word, but I it was you know it was what was available. So I, I you acclimated. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad. It's no polar lime. I think polar lime is my favorite, and then the apple. The apple. See, I've branched out. I've branched out. I'm now doing the watermelon lemonade. Oh. Uh 
Mm-hmm. It mixes. Oh, are we doing drinking? Should we do sure. that? Um, I am mixing this <laughs> with a bottle of soju that I am halfway through. It's going to be an interesting night, guys. I can tell you I'm that already. I'm going to mine with my wine just to see what happens. Oh, you're making a wine spritzer. With lime. I don't know how that's going to work, but it might slow down the uh, drunkenness. Well... Mm. <laughs> you just keep adding a little bit of both to the glass and see where the night yeah. takes you. So you're having wine and uh, water, Dustin? Uh, yes, I'm having, uh, because it was a return, I'm having my all-time favorite uh, Pajiba beverage, which is the Kono wine from Trader Joe's. Oh. That's your all-time favorite? That is my all-time favorite for the, the podcast. Oh, okay. It is the perfect bottle of wine. I mean, I drink the whole bottle, and it... I, Get drunk enough, but not like vodka drunk, where I can't <laughs> when I'm done. What was it, Greyhound? Greyhound drunk? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a good night. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, we were talking earlier about the fact that our three-year anniversary is coming up, and it may or may not coincide with our 150th episode. Yep. Um, and I, I mentioned the possibility of us celebrating by playing an episode long game called do you remember saying that where (laughs) dan has to go through all the old episodes and pull quotes and just ask us do you remember saying that and i feel like we'd have a lot to go from that greyhound episode Mm -hmm. the other problem is that i could probably just make stuff up and you you yeah you'd have you'd have no idea i would yeah you could throw in some zingers i'd say yeah sure Total recollection. I definitely, that sounds like something I would say. What are you drinking, Dan? Oh, uh, I'm drinking. So, uh, like I said, I've been uh, away for a few weeks, but I still have some uh, Yuza Blonde beer in Ooh. my fridge from, which I think is, I had the last time we recorded. I think you did. So, uh, it's still good. Um, I might have to get one more because uh, this one's almost empty. Did you have any uh, exotic uh, drinks where you were for the last three and a half weeks? Yeah, you already told us. Bubbly. I mean, bubbly. besides bubbly. Uh, no. No. <laughs> uh, that's why he mentioned bubbly. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, it, it wasn't like a, it wasn't an exotic drink place. What is yeah. the most interesting uh, dinner you had? Oh. Um, I was taken to a uh, Chinese restaurant by coworkers uh-huh. uh, because it was a place that they enjoyed, hmm. and uh, it was. But it was much more like it wasn't like standard. I mean, they have standard Chinese food stuff too, but it was much more like rustic and like kind of more homemade-ish so and and like things things that like you wouldn't like so for example they had like river snails as like a dish because they don't you know that's not something that that the average person goes to a chinese restaurant for how did they prepare them uh it was in uh black bean sauce i'm assuming steamed or something but they're like these really tiny snails so you have to like they cut the, they cut one end off, and uh, you have to kind of like, like, suck on that side to like create a, a suction, and then you flip it over, and then you have to like suck the 
snail out. So it's in like the it, shell still. It, it's, it's not in the like shell. It's, no, <gasps> and it's it's very hard to eat, <laughs> but it was but it was good. Uh, that sounds awesome. You didn't feel self conscious eating this. Why would I feel self conscious? Yeah, I don't know. It takes a lot of work, and you're sucking snails out of two ends. What's wrong with sucking, Dustin? Table with people. There's a whole people there, whole table full of people there. Yeah, uh, everyone's doing it. Sucking on snails. Sometimes just yeah. You could also dig it out with a toothpick. That's also fine. All right. Yeah. That's not the. That's not the expert way to do it. Sometimes it's okay to use tools to get to the happy ending. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's so nice to do this again. <laughs> Dan's leaving. Dan just left. <laughs> um, so, uh, did you try any new uh, seltzers, Dustin? <laughs> I didn't. I think I've tried them all. Like, mm. there's nothing new to try for now. That doesn't seem likely. What, when are you going to get your own... Uh, uh, seltzer maker at home. Oh, I have one. Oh. And we used it for like two months and then it was like boring. Then like, you oh. ran out of the cartridge and then you had to replace yeah, it oh, and you were like, why would you? Such a pain in the end. Yeah. yeah. Like, why <laughs> would you replace it? Exactly. Yeah. And so you just put the cartridges in the machine back in storage and think that's about where, taking it out. Yeah, that's where mine's been for like, yeah. <laughs> I've had, like, I got it three of, like I now live in a house that we bought. I previously had several apartments and I would say about, we got the soda stream three apartments before this house. And I probably did the cartridge exchange like twice and then just, yeah, put it in storage, but then felt guilty about the fact that I wasn't being, so I kept moving it. So I'm pretty sure we still have it somewhere. So you still have the cartridges, you think? The cartridges, the empty cartridges, the machine, the whole thing. And I just, (laughs) it's just been, you know, I don't even know why I bothered unpacking it. Those things are a racket. (laughs) Yeah. It's just because it's just not that good. It's not as good. No. And you can buy like the flavors, but they're really bad. Oh no, the flavors. No, it was like, I only used it for just straight up seltzer. Yeah. The only thing that was good about it was if you really like bubbly seltzer, you could like over pump the thing so that it got like, like to the point where it was almost exploding that I kind of enjoyed like doing. Also like on trash and recycling day, there's a guy with a, you know, a a shopping cart that goes down the street and collects all your cans and we didn't have any. So now we have them again. You don't have, oh yeah, you live in the country. You don't have that guy. No, we have bears. They go through the garbage. <laughs> they do literally go they, through the garbage. <laughs> they uh, exchange the uh, cans for uh, at the recycling center. They're less interested in the recycling bin, yeah. oddly. Um, no, but now it's the whole thing is you. It's mandatory uh, composting. So there shouldn't be food scraps in your garbage either because you should be composting them. And since we can't compost because of the bears, we have to keep sacks of food scraps in the freezer until the day that we can take them to the dump to compost them. So we have garbage and recycling pickup and still have to go to the dump with our like sad little sacks of frozen food. (laughs) So you don't have garbage to garden i guess not out there because of the bears i haven't figured out a bear proof way to really compost 
Um, but the good news is you can always tell when somebody hasn't been composting because theirs are the bins that the bears go to. Oh, yeah. In the freezer, huh? Well, because it's summer. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Like, I have the compost bin. It gets full. You just tie it off and put it in the freezer because I don't want it to keep decomposing. And <laughs> That is a tricky problem. Yeah. Or it yeah. sounds like it. I've never experienced it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to talk about TV? I mean, I guess. I've heard that you uh, you don't have a five minute free for all, Dustin. I don't have a five minute free for all. I didn't. I didn't prepare one because I just wanted to like. Uh, you thought this was just going to be what, way. like a casual hang? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't, we weren't going to. It's been a month, Dustin. Yeah, I know. There's exactly. a lot of television, Dustin. <laughs> you should need more than five minutes. Yes, <laughs> we were. We talked about giving you ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a show called Trying on Apple We're TV not lessons. timing you yet. We have to start timing you. <laughs> no, I don't want That's. I mean, that's all I want to talk about is trying and how amazing it was and how it's the new Ted Lasso, even though it's been around longer than Ted Lasso. Isn't that like on season three? Yes. What but channel? Very, uh, Apple TV. Oh. It is amazing and will make you cry every episode, but in the happy way. But in the Ted Lasso happy way. Oh. Because the Ted Lasso one is still kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some bittersweet moments in trying. What is it about? Yeah. They're this couple who is trying to adopt and going through the whole process, which doesn't sound interesting. But it they they just find a way to make it really, really sweet and interesting and wonderful and lovely. And I cannot express how much I love mm-hmm. the show. Wow, way to say that the story of people trying to adopt children isn't interesting. <laughs> no, I, I'm sure I mean, plenty of people would think it's very it interesting. I just it doesn't sound relatable to me, but they make it relatable because just the the, the process of adoption is 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 a lot about parenting and it's a lot about your relationship and your relationship to other people and and uh, sort of the village aspect of how can I ask a question? How old are they? Mm-hmm. They They're are like, uh, probably 35 ish. Okay. Cause I've heard it's harder to adopt when you're over 40, hmm. which I don't know if that's, hmm, I, I don't know. The, this is a British show. Oh, maybe it's, so yeah. Might, yeah. Rafe. Oh yeah. 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 Not, not no. baseball. Wait, yes, Rafe. Well, he is a Rafe person. Ball, is he like the thirty-five-ish? <laughs> He's not. I, there's, there's, there's a couple of Rafe's over there that I confuse. Is Rafe Ball the old guy, or is Rafe Ball the young, the thirty-five-year-old good-looking? Uh, I think uh, Rafe Ball is the cat. one who was on Roadies. Who's the young one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 him. I think. Now we all Google it. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah, but his right. dad is a is another Spall. Oh. Right, his dad would be a spall. Oh, yeah. Well, right. no, shut up. <laughs> I mean, like a famous spall of the spall family. <laughs> God damn it, Dan. <laughs> Never mind, you're still the villain. Yes, his Grace. dad is <laughs> is uh, Timothy Spall. Yes. 
Oh yeah, see, oh, I didn't, I didn't even put that. I knew there was a Timothy Small, and I knew there was a Rafe Small, but I did not put together that they could possibly be related because nepotism doesn't happen in the, this industry. <laughs> yeah. He's wonderful, but the 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 female lead is just oh my god, just incredible. Just you will fall in love with her the same way you fall in love with like Juno Temple and Ted Lasso. Oh. So who is she? She is amazing. Uh, I didn't know her. This is the first I've ever seen her. I don't even remember her name. Uh, trying IMDb, Esther Smith. Oh. I don't recognize it. I am now interested in the show, though. No. No, it's so good. It's so good. Just So this fun. is what you want to spend your five minutes free for all. I It's worth it. And I, I will also mention that uh, For All Mankind finished. And uh, in the uh, second to the last episode, I, you know, after three seasons, I realized why I like this show so much. Because it is, it is West Wing in space. It is basically that sort of liberal fantasy of uh, of uh, this this alternate universe where you know the Republican president is gay and um, breaks that barrier in like nineteen ninety four before anyone oh. else. Yeah, because I mean the show is huge now; like everyone talks about it. Yes. It's a very, it's a, I mean, the first two seasons were amazing. The third season, there were some characters that were not good, that kind of dragged it down. I mean, it was yeah. still good, but these characters, they had been building for a few seasons, and they just kind of were just duds, and they hope to get rid of them. But they, they, they're using the same characters over, you know, we're over like 30, 35 years now. Oh. So they're aging them. With in, makeup um, or new actors? The fourth season. No, with makeup, yeah. Um, and they're all like 35 year old people who are now playing 65 year old. Is Michael Dorman still on the show? He is not, okay. unfortunately. He's too busy. But he's on his Spectrum, on his, original. his Spectrum Originals, RIP to Spectrum Originals, oh, no yeah. longer creating new shows. Although Joe Pickett season two apparently will still happen, probably because. Oh, thank God. For, for Paramount. Highest- the, for pair. the highest rated show. And I, I'm glad about that because now I'm going to watch so, it. So, Dan, speaking of your, you know, sponsorship deals, are you yes. going to be, um, do you think you will also move to Paramount? Is there a new, do you think you've got any <laughs> new new sponsorships in the pipeline? Or are we going to well, really just run out the clock on Spectrum? Well, look, we'll see. I mean, obviously the, the Spectrum deal was exclusive for uh, Podjiba. Uh, but, uh, I have heard that, uh, apparently Walmart and Paramount plus just made a deal today. So maybe fingers crossed, there might be some kind of partnership there for us in the future. I'm just not gonna, we, I don't want to get ahead of anything, but that feels like our brand, you know? It's true. If there's any three people who have spent the most time in a Walmart, I would say it's us three. I mean, look, Walmart was the only thing open late in my town. Growing up, so it was one hundred percent the late night hangout. I worked uh, in Walmart it, for four yeah. years in Arkansas because I I lived where I lived. The only place you shopped was Walmart. Right. We had huge in college. There were three huge super centers within ten miles of each other. Walmart super centers. Yes. Were they you can... near uh, super center number one 
Uh, yes, we were like uh, 15 miles from that one. Okay. And I've never been in a Walmart, but I have. You've never been in a Walmart? I've never been in a Walmart, but I have presented oh, to Walmart in Bentonville. So you've been to Benton. That's that's. I've a been very to the I've experience. been to the corporate office. Yeah. Yes. But Bentonville's a weird city. It was very odd. It was. Yes. Did you go to their their little like Main Street uh, he, core? Absolutely like, not. I did like not the, leave my hotel. No. It's like I the went. I, show. Yeah. No. I went. I got room service. I showed up at the corporate office. I went back. Got room service and flew away. <laughs> but that's how you. That's they have a. There's a whole museum. There's a whole Walmart museum where they have they have uh, Sam Walton's office preserved behind glass. That's fascinating. It's and great. His pickup truck that he drove till the day he died when he was mm-hmm. a billionaire. It's a, it's the biggest myth in Arkansas. He's like, oh, <laughs> this guy that crushed every mom and pop store in the country he drove a pickup, so it's all good. So it's fine. Hey, he's a. But look, they opened a two billion dollar art museum for free, so oh, you're welcome. You, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. Bring an art. I didn't go to that either. <laughs> it's a pretty good art museum. I'm, I'm sure it is. Wait, so you uh, million dollars. I have been to Bentonville. Oh God, this is bizarre. Just because I was I was driving cross country and it was it was on my way and so I was like, no, this is going to be a stop. I'm gonna I'm gonna force myself to stop in Bentonville for the night. I went to the Walmart museum. I went to their art museum. Uh, it was uh, I went to Super Center Number One. Uh, which I believe was actually in Rogers and not Bentonville. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, you remember Rogers? Wow. Well, it's Wait. right next door. Yeah, I Wait. know. But so Fayetteville is right, right there too. And that's where yeah. I went to college. Wait, let's go back to this road trip. So, if you were on a road trip where you were like just willing to stop by and spend time in Bentonville, where else did you make sure you stopped? Like, what were the other Americana hotspots that okay. you went to? Um, I stopped in Roswell. The only that was the only stop that felt like I made a mistake, um, because of because the aliens. The because of the aliens. The right. the the museum was actually kind of disappointing. Oh. Um, I, I got you were there. Be the, like I shouldn't have been abducted by aliens. Yeah. No. The highlight. The 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 highlight. The only thing I remember about the museum, the alien museum, was that I went there and I had to pay five dollars to get in, and when I paid, there was a woman who's like in her eighties, like manning the till. And when I handed her my money, she chuckled to herself as if, like, another <laughs> sucker taken it. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. And I went, I mean, it was fine. But it was it was very much like, oh, okay, this is a very silly museum. Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, let's see, where else did I stop? So when was, I did this trip, it was, was mostly York, because I had never driven uh, L.A. to New York and then back. Because okay. I had never driven cross-country before, so I just wanted to do it. I want to do this. Um, and it Were was so – on. I was by myself. Uh, on the way, I went mostly, to, it was more like stopping to visit people. So, like, I stopped in Chicago because I knew people there. And I stopped in Boston and New York. And I spent, like, yeah. a f- several days in New York just to see people and hang yeah. out. On the, the, the way back was more, like, I wasn't actually visiting anybody. That was just, like, I was making stops in places that I thought might be you interesting. Wanted to go, yeah. So, I went, I drove down as much of the Blue Ridge Parkway as I could. So that was like Virginia and North Carolina. Yeah. Um, I went to, I stopped in Asheville, but that was, I didn't really get to explore Asheville. That was more just a place to stop. Yeah, everybody yeah. loves Asheville. Um, they have good biscuit sandwiches at I did not, the one place I went in Asheville. <laughs> I did not partake, but maybe next time. Uh, 
I went to, I stopped in Memphis. Yeah, yeah. You got ribs. And explored a little bit. I got some ribs. Yeah. Uh, Bill Street. And then Arkansas was kind of like the middle part. Um, And the other thing was that there was was a World War II museum in Arkansas that I wanted to stop at. So that was the other reason why I was there. How long did Um, this road trip take? It was about three weeks total. Only three to go there and back? But wait, you did all that, but you didn't go to New Orleans? Uh, no, but I've been in New Orleans before, so oh. that was, I didn't want to, it was, it would have been too, the things that I missed that were, I was interested in, but I just couldn't force myself to make the detour was New Orleans, and, um, I was thinking about, uh, what's it called? The, uh, Mount Rushmore, but, oh yeah, every, but That's everyone like I a... talked to, yeah, everyone <laughs> I talked to said, if you want to go to Mount Rushmore, it's 10 hours out of the way, and then 10 hours back. So, like, you have to add just two days. Yeah. And, like, and right, it's, I'm not going to do it. And, like, really? Yeah. You go there and you're like, oh, cool. And then. Faces so, of people yeah. I don't care about. Like. Yeah. I don't know. What, do better st- monuments. <laughs> so, you grew up in Hawaii. So, what's your state count? You've got to have most of them. Uh, I've been. Lot. I've been at least through most of the states. I've never been to Alaska. Uh, I have not been through the Dakotas. Or. The Dakotas, Montana, Idaho. Um, I've been through it, th- and probably not South Carolina. Wait, you've uh, been to Vermont? I've been through Vermont, like driving through, oh, but not like I don't. I don't know that I've ever. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot to do here, but yeah. like you drove through. <laughs> I've driven through Vermont. Yeah. Um, on the way to Canada. Not on the way to Canada. No. Um, I don't know when it was. It was probably on. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, that's not the point. The point is, uh, this is a television podcast, and we have 35 minutes to go. We're a little rusty. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about, just very briefly, uh, I think I mentioned this at least once before, but uh, neither of you have watched, I'm assuming, uh, Players on Paramount+. Plus. I'm very no. sorry. Okay. Well, you, did, you did mention it before. I did I, mention it once. Uh, I, I just wanted to bring it up. because and I watched it's, the commercial, and I was like, hmm. It's the one show that I really kept up with while I was in uh, Undisclosed Location. Wow, that's uh, the one show. That's Layers. the one show. Because... I feel so bad that I just <laughs> didn't. It's, it's shockingly good. Like, it shouldn't be good. Like, and you don't need to know anything about esports, but it's, it's just a good sports story that happens to be about esports that is from the guys who did American Vandal. Um, which is intriguing. And yes. Make, yeah. And uh, all right, all right. and that's it. Like, like they got me to care about it in a way where I'm like, oh, these are actually, like, well-drawn. Like, it, it feels like caricature at the beginning. And then yeah. by the end, you're, like, genuinely rooting for them like they're real people. Um, Imagine if they'd done, like, soccer or something anyone cared about. No, no. Cause no. I, like, and I mentioned this last time. My favorite documentary of all time is King of Kong Fistful of Quarters. So I actually right. feel like I would right. probably yeah. love the okay. show. Yeah. There is nothing better than treating <laughs> stupid hobbies with enormous <laughs> amounts of like gravitas. Yeah. I agree. Um, anyway, it's probably outside of the window already as far as whether or not your viewership matters to whether they renew it or not, but hopefully they renew it because I would watch another season. Wow. Paramount? Hurtful. Paramount Plus. Not yeah. just in general. You know how that works with like the, the 28 days or whatever. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Um, and I watched the rehearsal, but I mean, it's it's tough to talk about that because 
Corey hasn't seen it yet. Well, okay. But what if the, what if the rehearsal is what? I, yeah, I don't know. I what if the entire thing is staged? And that's isn't that the point? So this is what I wanted to ask no. you guys because I haven't started it, but I'm going to watch it this week. Okay. Um, so so it's what is it? <laughs> The idea is like he takes these pe- he talks to these people who have who want to do something like a big life changing right. event or something, and then he recreates the entire experience as a rehearsal, like down to like the ramekins. Like he okay. built an entire bar, right. so this guy could tell this woman on his pub trivia team that he lied about having a master's degree because he was very nervous about revealing that. Right. So he got to do a a playthrough kind of. Right. Yeah. But But they keep going like over and over to have like just to build different strategies for like, oh, if she gets upset in this way, then you do this. Or if she gets sad, then you do this or, you know, that kind of. So I feel like that that was the one pure episode and then the rest have been kind of. The premise changes after that episode. Yeah. Okay, because that's my question. Is it one scenario per episode, or are there, like, multiple scenarios running at the same time? Like, how does the season structure work? It it feels like it's going to be one per episode a- after episode one. Right. But, but then, it's... again, it, it changes in a way that is feels difficult to describe without starting to give stuff away who's the christian lady oh well that's so okay so in the second episode he decides he this the christian lady decides uh, she wants to she wants to have a kid and she wants to know what that experience is like yes so he builds her her ideal house and uh finds and, and she, he tries to recreate the experience of raising a kid by bringing in child actors, like every, every that are aged up three years every few days, <laughs> so she can have the experience zero through eighteen. Wow! And the whole thing is just a mess, and more of like it's not really about that experience so much as like commenting on this woman on on Nathan. I mean, the show is all about Nathan Fielder somehow. Right. It's about he's it's his issues. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Like he has a lot of I I mean you saw his other show, yes? Yeah. Some of yeah, so I've, he yeah. has some he has some issues and I feel like the show is sort of him trying to work through it, through them. I don't know what to think of Nathan Builder. I always, I, I never know if he's like uh like the whole thing is like a big charade. The understanding that I have uh, is that it is absolutely not a charade. Yeah, he is and just that this, this is very, very much who guy, he is. Yes, which it would be really, really difficult to go through life being Nathan Fielder. Well, there was so. Did you ever hear about the what was that documentary, uh, Sherman's March, where it was us? It was a documentary and sets out and he's supposed to be following the path of Sherman's March. And it's going to be the whole premise is like, it's supposed to be a documentary about that, but it actually ends up being about him trying to get a date during the making of the film. And it's this like 
I think it was it was an indie film from like the 80s or 90s, but it's always this blurring of the line of like, you know, was it ever a real documentary? Was it always mm. supposed to be this self-reflexive like thing? You know, um, did it, you know, did he set out with good intentions or, you know, but yeah. Yeah, like yeah, there, there's a way of like, you know, is it a bit or is this actually like, is that the documentary the whole time? Like the fact that it's getting derailed with personal stuff. Right. Yeah, I, I feel like the finale is going to be like the series finale and then there's going to be like a, a, a reveal of some sort. Really? That, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't feel like this idea has enough mileage on it to do multiple seasons though i don't know i mean it seems like a very expensive idea first of all because he literally rebuilds a bar but if it's critically acclaimed enough Mm -hmm. hbo would continue to give him money to keep rebuilding people's dreams it's also still like as expensive as all of that stuff looks it's still not that expensive I mean, like, because you're not paying a ton of actors. You're not paying, like, even, like, building stuff on a set and things like that. Like, it's not, I mean, I'm not saying it's not expensive. But I think, like, if you look at the crew on this show, it's probably smaller than, like, a scripted show. And I'm sure, like, the actors on it are not, like, how much can they cost? Yeah. They're, yeah. What are the, what's the writing team like? Yeah, it's pretty, the writing team's pretty small. Yeah. Um, well, there is a writing team, and it's not just there. If you've noticed in the credits, Justin, there have, are writing credits for the episodes. The I number of times, it. you know, for example, what? How to with John Wilson also has a writing staff, which is bizarre to me. And it's not just John Wilson who writes it, somebody it's has to not. write the voiceovers. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's really bizarre and really fun to talk about, but. I have no idea what's going on. So you really. said the last episode is this week? When when does it end? This Friday. Friday. Yeah. yeah. So we'll probably have more to say next week. Yeah. Yeah. Especially oh. because, yeah, it's, it, it, it's really hard to answer any questions without just starting to get into, like, yeah. all of the weird stuff that happens. Um, I and think there's a lot, a lot of, of – There's a lot of weird stuff, but there's, like – I don't know. The, to me, there were some, like – really there are some moments that are like you know intellectually they're manufactured for the show but they still kind of like hit in an emotional way which is very interesting to me because that's like dustin uh i'm gonna try to describe this without spoiling it for tori but dustin do you remember the slide moment i think it's episode four slide yeah the slide with the kid it it's at the end of the out. episode. It's yeah. the the kid going down the slide on the playground. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, like that moment hits very emotionally. Even though you understand, like you can yes. see it coming, and you right. know it's manufactured, and they even undercut it with a joke later. But like, it still works, which it's is kind lands. of fascinating. Yeah. yeah. It's also like Twitter is a terrible place, but this is one of those shows where it's really actually kind of fun to experience, like with other people <laughs> on social media. Yeah, just just because they're going insane about it, and the guy that you meet in the second episode is like nothing, no guy you'll ever meet again. 
There is one thing that it, it's very, they're very good in like, in like the way that like uh, Sasha Baron Cohen stuff is where they manage to find the right people yeah, to the right real people to follow and like, yeah, you know, pull clips from to, to, to kind of craft how you want them to look. Um, and so the Christian lady said today, or in an interview I saw today that she likes the way she's depicted. Right. So she's clearly depicted as like a, like a, a rabid anti-Semite. But if it's accurate, but it's like, it's like the, the documentary Jesus camp, right? Where like, if you go into it and you're like, oh, these people are nuts. But the people who were followed were like, oh, no, that's ac- they depicted that's us. us faithfully yeah. and accurately and so, we're fine with it. So is that the question? Is this a documentary or a comedy? I don't I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to call it a comedy. I mean, it's funny, but it's really hard. Yeah. It's, it's, but like, would you classify crazy. it as an actual documentary? Oh, I don't know. Hmm. It's a documentary, but it's a documentary about itself, kind of. Like the documentary, you're, like if you if you view it as a documentary, it's almost like you're just watching. I don't know. It's it. So much of it is about the way the show is crafted, even right. Like because so much of it is about Nathan Fielder himself. So, okay, okay, I will watch it. Yeah. Anyway, makes... it's, it's very different than the show that was promised at the very beginning. Yes. In, a, in, I think, a way that makes it more interesting. Okay. Uh, yes. Even though Dustin looks like he may disagree. No, 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 no. I absolutely <laughs> agree. I do. But, like, the show in the... the I, I don't know. I The thing, the Westworld, the, the comparison is just... When, uh, because Westworld, it feels like a whole... The whole thing is feel like a rehearsal for the end. Well, I mean, whenever that will eventually it's come. It's just loops, Dustin. I yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of what this is. Yeah, sort of. But also, tell me this about Westworld. <laughs> While we're on the topic, okay. That, I... <laughs> that you insert. <laughs> yes. The final season is this just like an entire like. It's supposed to be like a, a completely virtual reality that we're gonna be in. Well, like mankind for, is gone. So first off, okay, the show has not been renewed for a fifth season, so this could be the end. Which would be fine. Which would be more than fine. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it comes back. Um, I think that the idea, what they're setting up is that, yes, you'd be watching uh, Christina, who has now fully awakened into Dolores, uh, running a simulation test game scenario of Westworld in the Sublime, similar to how Bernard was running all those simulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be a test for, for the hosts. But there are a couple questions. Um, the show asserts that sentient life is gone from the world or will be gone in a matter of years because, as we witnessed during the finale, not all the humans died. 
Um, <clears throat> Frankie's alive. Her girlfriend's alive. All of the outliers, a community that we have no idea of the scope. Like there could be a ton of them. Right. There was <laughs> still a diner there. operating. There was, yeah. So we don't. How really... are they going to interact with people in the sublime? So they're not. But I think the idea is that, like, you know, we don't know for sure that the show won't go back to the real world. Because even though it's saying, like, well, everyone, sentient life is going to die out, depending on how they do a time jump, sentient life hasn't died out. Uh, the other thing that I think was po- just in a Westworld being annoying way was possibly significant is the fact that you don't see Cal die. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of like, oh, well, you know, none of the implanting human consciousness into a host body, none of that has ever worked for like, you know, 50, however many years they've been trying since Pavadelos. Um, it's never worked. That's why all the Cal bodies kept breaking down. But we never see him die, <laughs> and Even so did right. see him one die. Would it matter? It would. Well, a, well, yes, it would in the sense that Charlotte is dead. There's no one necessarily to bring another another Cal body online. But on the other hand, Cal's character has been defined since season three as the human who is different for reasons that are unclear. Mm-hmm. And also, really, all of those. Oh, and also all of those breaking down cows, you could argue that they were part of uh, Charlotte's trap or trick because like that, that was part of yeah. the trail that she was leaving him to, for him to escape, to figure out what he, cause I mean, if you, yeah. if you try to think about all of the cows who are trapped with him, it makes no sense. Like it yeah. makes no sense that they're breaking down and still alive, but then there's a predecessor who somehow escaped, but also knew but like should have broken down before they did. If he's the predecessor, it like, it's, it's chaos. You know, I just read it as portal, <laughs> you know how it's like, so there's all the rooms and you have to make it through, right. but then people would leave like the cake is a lie notes for other right. people later on. You don't really know. Like I just kind of assumed she was doing that, but yeah, there's a bunch of cows yeah. that are all breaking down the reason they're so in previous times where they talked about trying to reach fidelity on a, a a human consciousness in a host body. It was always, you kind of, we knew the bodies would break down. We knew it didn't work, but you also thought the repetition of like trying different versions was trying to reach that perfect goal. Like there were a thousand some odd versions of this is different, but of Bernard trying to get Bernard closer to Arnold. And it was just like, eventually she just gave up like you're as close as you're going to get. Um, in this case, it was, yeah, it was, she was creating more and more cows to get the information. It was never about having him survive. Him dying was part of the point. It was like, we're, you right. know, and that makes sense. Charlotte's trying to get hosts to transcend. She's not spending you know, R&D time trying to perfect this Delos goal of, of putting humans in host bodies. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, after all this time, they haven't figured it out. And she uses that as a tool to like try and get information from Cal. Um, but then again, Cal's always been the very special one. So if I'm, I'm just saying maybe there's a reason we didn't see him die. 
It's Westworld. Mm. It finds any loophole to bring people back, mm. and that is a very obvious loophole. Right. <laughs> like, you know, we saw Stubbs die. I don't think that means we won't see him in some form or another next season if, it, if the show comes back. Um, but, yeah, so there's plenty in the real world that still exists. I don't know that the show will return to it, but it's definitely a question mark. It does seem to be hinting that the majority of the show, at least, will be Dolores's um, test in the Sublime. To and here's my question: Is she only testing uh, the hosts to see if they can evolve past this kind of self-destruction, or if there are humans in her system as well? Because mm-hmm she had all the human data. She was writing stories for humans. Is she going to try, is the test about human host coexistence or is it going to be strictly a test for hosts and everyone in Westworld is host? Like, I don't know. I'm lost. (laughs) I was just very happy that, uh, assuming that there is at least one more season that that the show is promising, oh, we're finally going to go back to Westworld. Yeah, I do. Um, like I, I, I actually don't care if it's the real world or not. I'm just happy to go back to the Western of it. And bring yeah. back Jimmy Simpson. Sure. I Oddly, he's the one I don't think of. <laughs> but you never know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the trick. Maybe Ed Harris is really out of the show, but they bring back William as Jimmy Simpson. That would be awesome. It would be amazing. Maybe they get Anthony Hopkins to show up. And Shannon Woodward somehow, even though she has nothing to do with that. I mean, anything's possible. Dolores is running the show. Yeah. So, um, yeah, will Ariana DeBose show up? Big question. Okay, so the uh, the Dolores that is now running things. This is the Dolores who Christine Dolores. Right, right. But this is also the same Dolores who led the revolution in season two, and then good in season three. She, was she good in season three? She seemed like the bad one until she until the but end. Char, but Charlotte Dolores was the bad one. Charlotte turned out to be the bad one, but she was the bad one right. because of the experience of watching Charlotte's family die. Like it was literally, right. she probably would have been the sympathetic one, except that her experiences trying to be Charlotte twisted her. And that's why right. even in season four, she's like, no, keep my scars. I want to remember. Right. Um, we don't know for sure. I mean, I, I believe the implication is that Christina is the white. So at the end of season three, uh, Dolores refused to give up the key. Um, and Sarah and Rehoboam were systematically like wiping her hard drive, trying to get at the key only to discover that she never had it in the first place. Bernard had it the whole time. So that Dolores who, was Wyatt, who was, we, we assume was the, the original Dolores, the one we'd followed the whole time. She right. was wiped. Okay. Um, and so the, the idea is 
I think that Charlotte took that pearl and used it as a kind of operating system. So it was a, a Dolores that didn't know she was Dolores. And so it's like, it, she, it, it'd be like if your hard drive was wiped, but the files are still there if you can access them, if you can figure out how to get them back. Right. Only it's a sentient, only because Dolores had achieved sentience, there is this sentient part of her that is actually trying to, uh, trying to reveal those files. Right. Which I'm pretty sure is not a thing technologically. I mean, I don't know how that works, but I feel like when you wipe something, right. you just kind of wipe it. But um, anyway, uh, I also don't know that you can take just a, an AI that's a person and be like, run my city or, you know, be an A, you know, be an operating right. system. But anyway, that's kind of what happened. I think maybe I might be wrong. I, um, this is the reason why I quit a much, much better show. Uh, and I don't know why I'm, I, I continue to watch Westworld, but I quit Battlestar Galactica because, like, everyone was a fucking Cylon, what? and it just stopped lo- making, it stopped, it lost its, like, it was a wonderful first season, and it kind of, like, because everyone Excuse was a me, Cylon. What? No, it, it fell apart. Stop, don't give it, me that look, Tori. It, I mean. How dare you? Oh, I'm and sorry. That show fell apart because it, everyone was a Cylon. No, some of them what? were just in fat suits. Fat Lee was never a Cylon. Whatever. Every other... So you've never I seen mean, the Battlestar Galactica finale? I haven't. You're a monster. You're a monster. Okay. Wait, wait, How wait, wait. dare you? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. If Westworld comes back for a season five, we need to do a back-to-back Westworld finale... <laughs> Battlestar finale. <laughs> like, Dustin, you don't have to watch the rest of Battlestar, but you're going to need to watch the finale. Does it, does it, like, retroactively make the rest of, the like, seasons three and four better? It's a beautiful finale. Yeah, it okay. has nothing to do with making the show. The show doesn't need to be justified by its no. ending. The show fell apart. The first season was magic. It was it amazing, was. and I loved it, and then it fell apart. It, no, no. I, I disagree strongly. So strongly. I it think I it evolved into that. different things, but it never... Yeah. It evolved into, like, uh, yeah. I'm a Cylon. Oh, I'm a Cylon. Okay, oh, no, okay, Cylon. so maybe there was that one season where, similar to the Five Pearls, there were uh, some surprise Cylons that were waiting. They also, like, it, it was also set up from the beginning that there were that there were a bunch of Cylons that we didn't know who they were. That was the whole point. That was yeah, the so it's not like the it's source not like of when, they, when you find out they, they're all Cylons. No, but they weren't all Cylons. All. Adama wasn't a Cylon. Okay, Rosalind wasn't a Cylon. Okay, fine. And the... And honestly, there everyone else could have been Cylons. It didn't matter. It was only the two of them and their their kissy faces. Mm-hmm. It just loses all meaning when they're all Cylons or they're all host to me. No, because similar to Westworld, it's all about the fact that, like, you know, are they really that different? Well, that's where I sort of, like, don't follow. Like, Okay, wait, Dustin, people. we're... Where did you quit uh, Battlestar? I'm just really like what, yeah, what do you, what's the last thing you remember? I do remember Fatly. So I want to say is that like third season? 
So they had gotten to New Caprica. Early season three. Yeah. The bad guy I remember had turned out to be a Cylon. I mean, that's (laughs) Cylons were the bad guys. I know, I know, but like there was a guy that I don't remember his name, but he reminds me of Loki. That turned out to be a Cylon. Why does he remind me of Loki? What? There's not a character in Battlestar Galactica that's anything like Loki. Oh, are you thinking of Baltar? Yes, Baltar. But he wasn't. He was the one that was never a Cylon. Did we think he was a Cylon? Well, people wondered because he had the relationship with the Cylon. The blonde, the tall blonde Cylon was his girlfriend. And so people like, and then he kept seeing her. So it was always like, you never knew what his allegiance was, but he never actually Mm -hmm. was a Cylon. But I think even he at some points wondered if he was, because it was all very bizarre. And like, why would he be targeted and blah, 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 blah. Oh, I think I recall that. Yeah. I don't know. It lost the thread for me. Dustin, did you ever get to the episode with uh, the the last episode that kind of focuses on Richard Hatch? No, I don't think so. So good, this Tori, is, you know this was a about, right? this was a Netflix. That episode uh, was so uh, good. It was <laughs> so fucking good. Back when you were uh, like ordering the disc, season got, like, no, early no, season no. three. Was like you're 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 rooting for. It was during the Iraq War, and they make you root for insurgents, and you're like, oh my god, this is fucked up. But like, yeah. it's really effective. Like you're oh, rooting so you, for the side that has like suicide bombers, right? Wait, yeah, because they were the humans, and it was all oh, right. and the the white erase board was always like like the whole success mm-hmm. was always how many people there were, and the whole show was actually it wasn't even about like you know robots versus humans it was all about like what is the nature of survival like is it just military strength or is it like culture Mm -hmm. and like what what do you sacrifice to make it through like i'm gonna say that i was reluctant to watch for all mankind because of battlestar (laughs) yeah because wrong war i just and then outlander i also watched for like a season and a half and then it was like a Outlander isn't even a space show, is it? No, it's just, but it's just time travel. It's a time travel romance, show. but yeah. You watch Time Traveler's Wife. Well, that's different. <laughs> okay, it's all not, right. Time Traveler's Wife, the sci-fi is like uh, secondary to like the romance. You know me. Well, I know oh when God. we're doing our next rewatch, we need to put Battlestar. We've gotten so it's got to be on the list now for sure. Uh, we've gotten very sidetracked, and we are running out of time. Uh, are we? What? What are we doing? I don't know. Reservation Dogs uh, still very good. Um, that Tom three. Petty. That Tom Petty sing along. Mm. And the little yeah. Good. This this week's episode was a little uh, glowing sun thingy at the end what? of the roof. Oh, at the end of the roof, and they see like the yeah yeah yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, you're saying it's very, good. I thought you were yeah, like yeah. about to. No, no. Yeah. It's a very <laughs> Who can tell emotionally with affecting show. It's, it, it, as funny yes. as it is, it's a very emotionally affecting show. Yes. Um, um, Sandman, Tori? 
Oh, oh, geez, we're gonna go there. Uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm just. No, I was just gonna say I wanted to talk time. about the real fast the the casting in Harley Quinn. The fact that they got oh, right, Harvey right. Guillen to be um, to be Nightwing. Um, yes, like Robin. Oh my gosh, he's great. And then uh, the most recent episode, I think, where they got Sam Richardson to be Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. This show continue. I mean, I I was sold. I mean, the casting has always been great, and I thought like it wouldn't get better than Chris Maloney as Jim Gordon. But Ron the fact Funches that Ron Funches is the best thing. But, and Rob, yeah, I like, love the show. Ron Funches and like ev- the the voice casting on the show is just so good. Uh, okay, Sandman. Um, it's. I will say I I still think the Audible version is better. I did not think the show. I I thought the show was good. Um, I really like David Thewlis, and I think it's really interesting uh, that the casting uh, that Morpheus. I think people's um, reaction to Tom Sturgis as in that character, uh, in that role, like. I find him to be like a little harder to watch. Other people are like, no, he's great. So, um, I think he, yeah, I think he comes into it better later in the show, but there was definitely, I don't know. I think some of the other casting is, is really spot on. And some of the episodes are wonderful. It's fine. (laughs) The audible version has James McAvoy. Like, what can I say? It's really Um, I, don't I haven't know. seen it, so I can't. I can't comment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and yeah, why did I, you I, drop yeah. off, Dustin? Because you said you only watched the first episode. I can just tell it's not my show. I'm, I'm just not. I'm not a fantasy person. So just because it's fantasy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I even if I will give fantasy shows a chance, like uh, Witcher, I like a lot. Yeah. But I could just tell that this was not going to appeal to me. So here, so this is the one thing I will say, and it's, it's not going to help you because you could watch the whole season and be like, none of this appealed to me. But the one thing I will say about Sandman that's true in the comics and that the show tries to capture is that it's not one tone or genre the whole time. It There are, within this season, there are many story arcs that take various genres um, so there's like, he's trapped, then he needs to get his tools back. So like one episode is him going to hell to get a tool back. And you've got this more, you know, kind of, it's still fantasy, but it's a little bit scarier. Um, he has to get uh, his Ruby back, which involves David Thewlis as this like insane person locking down a diner and forcing them to kill each other in horrible ways. And it's a much more like horror forward episode. Um, he needs to get his sand and that's how he comes into contact with Jenna Coleman, who's playing, they, they write out John Constantine, um, and instead make it Joanna Constantine, who's another, who was supposed to be John Constantine's uh, ancestor. Um, but they just kind of didn't want to deal with like it having to fit in with other DC stuff. So they just kind of like recreated the role. So they have Jenna, Jenna Coleman playing anything involving a Constantine and she's great. And so her role is like a very focused um, episode where someone's trapped in a dream and they have to go get her. It's like, 
episodes change genre based on the mission. So I think that. I I don't think. I mean, yeah, it's hard. It's like, fantasy. If it has good characters, I will like it a lot. And I just didn't connect. You just didn't like characters. him. Yeah. Mm-mm, not really. He was. I didn't really like him in the first episode. I think he got better. I think the other characters, as the show goes on, the other characters are better. But well, and the fact that everybody said that it just like crapped out in the last back half. I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna. I understand why people said that. Um, I think, again, I think it's uh, part of the problem is just that because. It, they're kind of operating in these little arcs. It's like you either liked or you didn't like that last storyline, which I don't, which could be true. I don't think, I think they were trying to kind of tie up the season in a bow. Whereas like in the comics, you would, this would just kind of keep going in these evolutions of like mini arcs. And so I didn't have a problem with the end. I didn't think it was as strong as other parts. Oh, really? Just because wow. it was, it was the, um, you're kind of reaching the conclusion of the Corinthian arc and the Corinthian was a great character. Um, and then this, uh, it was a little saccharine, like the, the very last episode, like, cause they're trying to make it much more like Morpheus has changed. They're kind of, they're, you know, trying to make it more palatable t- for TV, but mm. I gave it more of the benefit of the doubt because it's like, if it's, if it's going for the whole multiple season thing, there's so much more of this story to come that I don't really hold it against it. That like, it just tried to find a, a place to tie that knot off for now. Like it was a, it was a, they were really, I think it's a hard thing to do when they were trying to do it as a, as a movie with like Joseph Gordon Levitt. It was like, that was never going to work. And I think it almost works as a TV show. I think they did a really good job trying to make it work. It's not perfect. But on the whole, like, knowing the material that they're working with, like, yeah. Like, I don't hold the ending against it. It isn't the strongest part of it, though. Yeah. I, I ended up watching Paper Girls and stuff. There you go. fun. A yeah. Lot of fun. Um, I, I did want to mention a league of their own before we go only to say that, uh, I read a lot of reviews from, uh, middle-aged white guys like me and, uh, and they didn't love it because, and I think as a sports drama, it's not very good, but as a relationship drama, I, I mean, it's, it's about women loving women. And as <laughs> I mean, in that respect, it's uh, actually really, really good. I mean, it's a it's a lesbian romantic comedy with baseball. <laughs> well, good for good so, for so like, Middle aged guys are not going to love it, but like I know the Mary Sue loved it, and I think and I completely understand why they would. Yeah. Does it? And I liked it enough to like watch it all. Mm-hmm. Were you a fan of the original movie? Like, do you have to be a fan of the movie to enjoy it? Or I don't think you have to be a fan at all. It's not. I mean, other than it feels very different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
even like I mean, like I've only watched a couple so far, but yeah, the original movie was a kind. Of, I mean, this is more of like about the cultural dynamics instead of the baseball. Mm-hmm. And I love the baseball in the original movie, and the baseball is kind of like secondary here. Yeah, so, the original was much more like it was a baseball movie and like a really a sister drama. Yeah, yeah. anything. So I hear all the sisters want to have sex with each other. Well, fine too. That's fine. So I'm so I so if I don't love baseball, I might still enjoy this. Yes. Nice. I think so. <laughs> Darcy Carden is great, and uh, um, the the actress who plays Max is phenomenal. I kept seeing the images of Darcy Carton, and I'm like, she's perfect. Like, why isn't she in period (laughs) pieces all the time? Mm -hmm. And uh, Nick Offerman is in it in the Tom Hanks-ish character, but he's gone after three three episodes, and it actually is, like, a really good thing. Because that's the one... I liked uh, A League of Their Own a lot growing up, and then I watched it recently, and I was like, oh, my God, this movie is way too much about Tom Hanks. And the fact that uh, the Nick Offerman character is just out. Finally exits, yeah. Right. So it doesn't become about him instead of the players. I mean, you know, it's a sports movie. You need a man. Mm. (laughs) They do have uh, Kevin Dunn as the owner. Yes, and the guy from Suits plays Charlie. Who is uh, Abby Jacobson's husband? Which guy from Suits? The guy from Suits. I believe it's Patrick Adams. Oh. Thank you. Yes. I thought it was. I thought there was a the young guy. Not Matt Bomer. Was Matt Bomer in Suits? He was no, not. Matt Bomer was Come white on, Tori. White collar. Of oh, Jesus. <laughs> don't confuse the. Tory I'm boy. sorry. I don't have all my USA shows. <sighs> Completely different. Julian McMahon. That no! Was, that was FX. <laughs> right. Well, we hit we hit the hour, so yeah, technically yeah, we gotta be done. Yeah. Sorry guys. Just can't keep talking. Not enough uh, I feel like I feel like maybe not enough water talk this episode. You know, we're really? rusty. We're getting yeah. we're getting back into it. Um you wanna hear a, a cute water story? Yes. <laughs> I forget where we were, but I was out to dinner with my husband and we had some, oh no, we were, it was my birthday dinner. We were at a very good restaurant in Vermont called Hen of the Wood. It's one of the only like award contender kind of restaurants. Our friends are there. Waiter comes by and is like, so, you know, sparkling or still? And we're all going to say like, you know, still, but my husband didn't quite understand that still just meant, and I think he knew, but he'd forgotten. So as we're sitting there, he's like, I don't know, sparkling still. Like, cause I think there were essentially like sparkling still, or do you just want tap? And I think he conflated still and tap. And it was like, no, when you order still there, they give you the blue Saratoga flat water. Um, so he accidentally ordered fancy bottled flat water for the table. Oh no. And I'm sure we paid like twelve bottle dollars a bottle or whatever for this flat water. And then we get it, and he's like, 
oh, I meant tap, didn't I? And we were like, yeah, <laughs> you 100% did. <laughs> but hey, we got nice water. <laughs> it, it was a birthday dinner. It was a birthday right. dinner. It was fine. Couldn't do anything on birthday. It was birthday excellent. Dinners. It was a great dinner. Did you have river snails? I did not. I wouldn't have known what to do with them. Apparently, I would have probably. I wouldn't have known to cut apart and maybe get like a, a, a toothpick. It would have been me alone have? sucking. It would have, you know. <laughs> what did you have for your fancy birthday dinner? It was a while ago. Justin, okay, I don't remember. What, you don't remember what you, you remember the water. You, you don't, don't remember, remember what you, you watched over the past month. Yeah, I don't remember what I watched over the past. Yeah, like what the hell? <laughs> I know I had their. Um, they make a egg mushroom and bacon toast. That's like their oh, signature dish. I know. Amazing. It was so good. There was some sort of pasta dish that I don't remember what it was, but it was really good. Um, oh, also this restaurant is known, and this is again kind of dumb, but like their Parker House rolls with this like special churned butter. It's incredible. Um, I love a good churned butter. Right. But also the Parker yeah, House rolls because they're already buttery. Um, but yeah, this restaurant, just so you know, if you come to Vermont, there are two locations. There's the original, which is literally like on a waterfall in an old mill in Waterbury. And then they opened in the basement of, or in the first floor restaurant space of a hotel in Burlington. Um, and they're, the food is the same. It's all very good, but it's like, what's it called again? It's called hen of the wood. Um, and the Burlington location is great. It's like very convenient, but it's a little bit higher demand because it's in Burlington. But then again, they have more tables and they're much better at cycling it through the Waterbury. Uh, Waterbury's like, I mean, from Burlington, it's going to be probably a half hour, 45 minutes, but it's just on the highway. It's like literally the main road connects it. So you're on it. It's not that far. It's before you get to Montpelier. So it's like halfway between Burlington and Montpelier. Um, But it's a much more scenic location and it's gorgeous. Um, And the food is still excellent. All right. Well, I think we're going to Vermont in a couple of weeks. So I might check it out. Awesome. And this has been Vermont Talk. Vermont Talk. (laughs) We're going to get in trouble for calling it upstate Vermont or something. No, that's the Northeast Kingdom. It has its own name. The Green River State. No, it's fucking... God damn it, Dustin. I still need to go get you that Green State Lager Clock. Green River. What the fuck is the Green River? Green River is a uh, is a drink in Hawaii. Oh, what's in see? it? I don't know. It's one of those things that you get uh, at like a diner that has like the the old school plastic fountain where it like cycles through like a fish tank, and it's just green. It's just a green sugar water. But Ooh. Um, I don't know. It was a treat because you didn't find it everywhere. So when you saw it, you'd be like, "Oh, I want Green River," and then your teeth would fall out. <laughs> And it was, it was great. <laughs> now I want it. <laughs> this is how they get you to, to take vacations in Hawaii. This is yep. the whole tour. I'm sure it's else. I'm sure it's other places. That's just, no. I've only ever experienced it in Hawaii. No, the rest of the country just has Baja fresh. 
<laughs> or whatever that Baja Blast thing is. Now I kind of want to see what Green River is. Uh, lime flavored soft this drink. Is, to our listeners, this is uh, us having not talked to each other for a year and finding <laughs> excuses to continue the podcast. It was a <laughs> month, okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Harder's Lemon Lime. Yes. What do you, that's, Harder's? That's what is Harder's? Harder's is the brand, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, um, that's the. Don't uh, let him do it. Don't let him do it. Wait, 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 wait. Is Harder's like a virtue signaling? Like, oh, it's so hard for us. <laughs> no, this is so I Googled, I, Googled, I Googled Green River Hawaii, and the first result is a brand called Harder's. Uh, they're a syrup uh, company. Purveyor. Uh, yeah, this is the same syrup used at many of the local Hawaii restaurants, uh, et cetera, et cetera. <gasps> it's also very popular on top of shave ice. Do they uh, mix yeah, the syrup? Yeah, it's just sugar water. Yeah, they mix it with, do they mix it with sparkling water? Uh, five parts chilled or carbonated water uh, to one part syrup. So, sure, you could you could make it sparkling if you wanted mm. to. I will say, this week I chose Vermont syrup over Maine syrup. I mean, I, I always feel partial to the main just because I, I live here. But then what made you choose Vermont? Uh, you decided to actually have something that tasted good? I don't know why I chose it. But then I, I woke up this morning and I and I and I ran I, I go on my walk and then I ran home and I made a breakfast sandwich for the, the kid and then I made a waffles for the rest of the family, like homemade so that they could have the the Vermont syrup. It was delicious. Do you have a waffle maker? Yeah, yeah. Is it hard? Like just no making waffles? No, no it takes like half an hour, twenty minutes. You just mix the ingredients and put it in the waffle maker. See, I'm at that point where all the berries that just grow randomly around my yard are are, you know, peach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we have a peach tree that just now is like in full bloom. Oh, so my my plums are almost ready, but I have blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, and I used to have, but they they end earlier in the season. Actual black raspberries, but they're like the first oh. to ripen and go. Um, but yeah, the blueberries and blackberry berries are doing really well. And my favorite thing is making like, cause when I was trying to be like health conscious or whatever, I would make like whole wheat pancakes with like fresh blueberry. What? I don't know, man. No, but the worst part was I was like, fucking, I was like making that batter with like Greek yogurt or whatever. Like, and this is the what? thing, like growing up pancakes were bisquick. It was bisquick. Yes. <laughs> And so, like, and now I'm like, no, I need to look up recipes on, like, King Arthur no, flour. No. Like, ah. <laughs> So um, I haven't made pancakes in a while because it's, like, too much of a pain in the ass. But I really Waffles are so easy. I know, but I don't have a waffle iron. How do you make waffles? Oh. Yeah, you have to have a waffle iron. You have a waffle iron, yeah. But, so, but if you don't, like, if you didn't have a waffle iron, would you just make pancakes? Uh, I don't make pancakes. Molly makes the pancakes. Why don't she you makes make buttermilk pancakes? And I make. Do you guys just waffles. have buttermilk like around? Do you just like buy buttermilk all the time? Because I make fried chicken, and you make buttermilk fried chicken. Annie's <laughs> buttermilk. <laughs> you get Annie's butter, right? I mean, I like buy buttermilk sometimes. Wait, like you, you actually, you, you, you have, you make fried chicken often enough to have buttermilk around. 
I make it probably at least once every two weeks. God damn it. That's my thing. God damn it. Chicken. Is it good? You... Oh, my, I make, I'm from the South. I make the best fucking fried chicken in the world. <laughs> You're only like four hours away from me. I could be there. <laughs> I will make you fried chicken. Yes. I'm sorry, Dan. We might have to do a Monday night podcast where it's just me eating fried chicken. I mean, that seems totally reasonable to me. Um, It's part of water talk, you know, fried chicken segment. (laughs) We're going to slowly evolve this into milk talk. We talk about various dairy products. This all, it all seems under the umbrella. It's all under the umbrella of content. So that's right. We're doing fine. Hashtag. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag content. We're content creators. Uh, yeah. Uh, we can talk about what we want because it's our podcast. And we haven't talked for a month. This is our, like, anything goes episode. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll try to be better at some point. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Nobody's listening anymore. It's fine. Yeah, no, they turned off. How dare you? They're missing the, the best part of the content. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've tried to end the show several times now. Yeah, we don't get <laughs> Oh, we didn't notice. We were just, you know, not going to let that happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What so time? He's got blackberry trees. They're no, they're brambles. Well, whatever, whatever. You can go out in your yard and you can get blackberries all over. So the edges of my yard oh, are blackberries. The raspberries I need to like replant. Like there are raspberry brambles, but they always are kind of like weird. Like they don't ripen correctly. So I need to like create a proper raspberry bat patch mm-hmm. but yeah blackberries are just wild all around the edges of my property i have actual giant like overgrown blueberry bushes that are tall enough that they are now just blueberry trees so i have to bend them over to pick them off um and i have to keep up with picking the berries like every other day when they ripen um because otherwise bears oh yeah fucking bears are you i mean are you afraid of the bears no, Remember? I don't want them to eat my shit. You're not worried about them eating you. <laughs> oh, I don't care about them. No, no, no. They're not. They're probably fine. They don't come out when I'm around, but it's more like I want to eat my berries. Oh, this reminds me. So last week, uh, uh, a lightning uh, hit in our house. Yes! And uh, uh, knocked down the, a tree branch, and I went out and uh, used a handsaw to cut it up a little bit. And man, it took me like three hours to like uh, cut it up. And then the guy across the street, he was like, hey, I'll come over with my chainsaw. And I thought of you, but he has this chainsaw that he attaches. I don't know. It's attached to like an eight foot pole. Yeah, no, it's for for um, trimming trees. Yeah. Yeah. but, um, But he's like cutting it up, but he doesn't have to be anywhere near it. I would never have thought of using it for just but so you just don't have a chainsaw no i don't i i told you i know you're terrified of them but haven't you even like the 10 inch blade like the ryobi it's battery powered it's basically a hedge trimmer no 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 i had a friend whose father go ahead his his chainsaw it whatever it does it would back back something into his head and killed him yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mess with chainsaws. Okay, but the small one really is safe, and so the pole one is usually that safe. same ten-inch blade because it, it wasn't a. I'm sure it wasn't a huge chainsaw, was it? No, no, no. Yeah, no. it was a it tiny was like, one. Yeah. Um, I've been meaning to get one of those because I need to 
go out and trim a bunch of my like because we have all these old apple trees and I want to see if they could eventually produce good apples but I think I have to like prune them to get it to do that so for now they're just deer food there's mm, the deer deer and bears yeah do the bears ever eat the deer not that I've noticed there was a mysterious dead deer on our property at one point, but I don't think a bear ate it. I feel like I would have noticed that kind of a chunk taken out of it. Tori, your, your house sounds more and more like you live in Stardew Valley, (laughs) Um, which sounds like reference. I've told you guys about the hawk that yells at me, right? I think so. Yeah. No, Mm. there's, there's, there are hawks that just, they just scream. Um, usually when I'm outside, Everything, it's fine. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My wife is texting me. Someone's in trouble. I'm being so loud. That I'm Are you being? Li- no, your 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 voice has been very quiet. Yeah. I'm waking up the kids. Are you? Apparently. Well, they haven't thrown a cat at you in a while, so <laughs> that is true. Okay. All right. Maybe we should end the show there. I gotta go watch Better Call Saul. <laughs> All right, uh, that's a TV reference. On that note, we'll be back next week. Uh, Tori has had most of her soju. Uh, I had two beers, which is more than I was expecting. Dustin's had a whole bottle of wine. Yep. Uh, and uh, we'll be back next week to talk more television. We're back. It's until good to be back. Further notice. So, season five. Uh, season five. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs> This episode is actually going to, this is just a normal length episode now. <laughs> yes. Well, it's well, like an we'll hour start, 20. Yeah, we'll pay attention to the runtime next time, but this was great. Yeah, yeah. We uh, it. it was very cathartic. I really look forward to finding a way to make Dustin watch uh, Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar oh, yeah. yeah. Well, now I'm curious to see if it actually, because it was trash. <laughs> How dare you? When I quit it. No, it was just complete trash when I quit it. I'm going to stop recording now. Ha <laughs>